Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. We Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys, a second and none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 784 of the Trinity Force podcast. I am your host, as always, N.A. Eric, and uh, tonight we are talking worlds, because that's what's on most people's minds. Um, So if you're not worlds-inclined, there will still be some interesting conversations, and we'll mention some shit that came through in patch 12.19, but this is mostly going to be world-centric. And to talk with me about worlds, we have John, who's above me on the screen, and Fenrir, who's below me on the screen um why can't you have video again what happened fender we the, the viewers have to know uh my dog ate my camera okay well his dog ate his camera cord so um when soon we'll be able to see his smiling face again but um until then i guess uh has your dog eaten anything else lately or how's uh how's everything been going for you man it's been going good he doesn't chew up too much stuff he likes shoes but other than that, he doesn't really get into too much. Yeah, just been uh, working, playing some solo queue. Still on the uh, degenerative know- seraphine grind. <laughs> nice. I know that you were saying last week, and uh, I don't know if it was on the actual pod, but there's uh, work's been a bit down for you because of the drought. Is that still going on? Yeah. we. There's no rain in sight. Gotcha. Yeah, same sort of thing's happening up for me. I'm a few states north of you and yeah where i hear on the radio it's like oh we're it's not bad but we're yeah we're in a drought as well right now like i think we're 
probably like 10 inches below the yearly average right now, which isn't as bad as it was last year, but yeah. Okay. Um, why Seraphine? She's just OP. <laughs> I mean, you can, I play uh, I, like a uh, Q bot support, and if I get support, I just hope that my team goes like a meatball comp, and then I just build true support. If not, I just go to Leandre's carry build, whether I'm ADC or support. And then, gotcha. uh, I mean, fights are so chaotic, so her ult just becomes kind of game-changing around dragons and barons. Yeah, it really does. A really good Seraphine ult, just, or a normal, even if, like, not even if it's really well-placed, just, like, decently well-placed, wins most fights. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Um been busy with work pretty much done with my like uh application stuff for for residency so i'm happy about that um nice as far as like league i've been just playing on my smurf a good bit and playing normals and rank flex with friends and stuff it's been going good though on, like on my smurf i've won like 11 games in a row on ranked um been playing like echo belbeth kane Kind of just, I've been playing like uh, basically opposite whatever my mid's playing. Like if they're AP, I play AD and vice versa. But I don't know, I've just been playing to improve and I've been enjoying the game a lot recently. So um, I don't know, I'll probably try to make one last grind at the end of the season on my main. Try to at least get in my promos. But other than that, I'm just chilling. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really fun when you're playing on like an alternate account or just kind of like playing, you know, variety is the spice of life sort of in the jungle because it's got such a wide champ pool to do that shit on. Yeah, and just like trying stuff, trying different champs that I don't normally play. Um, just experimenting with like builds and stuff and strategies and it's been fun. Nice. Well, I have not been playing much League lately. Uh, I had some Real, I was really busy with work the last couple of weeks, which ended mid last week. But then, um, yeah, I was just kind of burnt out. I haven't, so I haven't had the mental, I haven't mentally prepared to play ranked at all or uh, much league. I mean, I played some ARAMs and stuff and a couple of flex games, but that's about it. Um, yeah, but uh, and then uh, this week I've just been at home every day. Just been, I, I work from home pretty often, although I do rent an office space that I work with my cousin and. Uh, someone else, and then, uh, but I haven't been in there at all this week because I was getting some inflammation in my right leg, and I'm not super sure why. It wasn't like I, it was started in like my knee, and then went into my lower thigh, and then a bit on my calf and on my foot. So I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Um, I went to the doctor, and it's uh, apparently I have a, it, it basically like classic case of like a pinch or irritated nerve right around the lower back, like in like sacrum or L5 or something in the bottom vertebrae, so I haven't exercised since Monday, which is a bit abnormal for me. I'm in, I'm usually exercising like five days a week or so, um, so it's been like three days, uh, so I have a lot of energy, plus now I'm on prendazone as well, which one of the main side effects is it gives you a jolt of energy, and as someone who doesn't drink caffeine or take any stimulants generally, I mean, I'll have soda decently often or whatever, but um, I don't a little bit of energy goes a long way for me. Like I'll have like a, one of the Mountain Dew rise energy drinks, which has the equivalent caffeine of two cups, uh, cups of coffee, apparently. And my hand gets all jittery while I have one of those. So like, yeah, I got no tolerance for that shit. Um, so yeah, but my leg is swelling's going down and I don't have any of the discomfort at all. So that's good. Hopefully it continues that way. And then my nerve is going back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, as far as, like, caffeine, I have to, like, if I know I'm doing, like, a, uh, like, procedure in the morning or something, like, I won't drink caffeine, like, coffee or anything like that, just so it doesn't, like, mess with my, uh, like, hand steadiness at all. Gotcha. So, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I get that. Do you do, do you do, like, oral surgery then, or, because um, I know that you're in dentistry, I didn't know, like, what specifically you worked in. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like, just as a general dentist, like, you know, for any, like, uh, like operative thing or, 
uh, like a crown or anything like that. Like, mm. you know, you're working in uh, measurements of like half a millimeter and a millimeter. So, yeah, you know, you got to be very precise. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, sense. also if you're doing any kind of like oral surgery, like a extraction or like... Uh, With some teeth stuff is what I think. Yeah, of. yeah. Anything like okay. that, yeah. That you don't sense. want, uh, yeah, hand steadiness to ever be an issue with, with something like that. No, yeah, as someone who has had their wisdom teeth out and probably will have cavities fixed or whatever in the future because I'm a human being, uh, yes, thank you for <laughs> when when operating in my mouth, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not drinking, a, ripping a monster before I'm doing your uh, doing your filling. <laughs> do a, Just do like a line of Coke before you walk. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> well, I'm ready to go. I was going to say the exact same thing, Eric. <laughs> uh, Fenrir, do you, do you drink coffee a lot in the mornings? Or? Oh, I don't drink coffee, but I am a avid energy drink guy. Yeah, every morning. That's, gotcha. What's, yeah, what's uh, your go-to? Kind of, what's your, yeah, I was uh, going to say, what's your go-to? So I used to go with the uh, those Mountain Dew Rises. I used to have those. But then I found this new one. It's called uh, Celsius, I think. Okay. okay, yeah, I've heard of that. They're supposed to be like the most healthy, and they're actually like a, a proven dietary supplement energy drink. So they have like I'll, a. Uh, it's all natural, but the only downside is, is it has two hundred milligrams of caffeine, which is a little too much for what I do. So I, I don't really drink it very fast. It probably takes me a couple hours before I finish the drink. What? Uh, how much is in one of the Mountain Dew Rises? Oh, uh, they're one hundred and eighty. Do you know? But the difference, okay, so the difference though, is the uh, Mountain Dew Rises here. I actually have a can in front of me. They are uh, sixteen ounces, and the Celsius ones are like ten ounces. Oh, so it's smaller and yeah. packs a bigger punch. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, I'll have to look for those then, because yeah, I know. Like, if I want to. Sometimes on a Friday, I'll reward myself in the morning for work and have an energy drink. Or if I'm going to be, if I just want a bunch of energy for something, then I'll drink one. But yeah, okay. I'll have to, I'll keep my eye out for Celsius then. Cool. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. Yeah, Cel- Celsius. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Cool. Well, um, shall we talk worlds, gentlemen? Let's do it. All right. So I got to pull up the, the standings here on my screen. Um so uh, let's talk play-ins first. So, uh, and then we'll get into the main stage, which was like the main show and all. But what did we think of the play-ins? Like, what'd you guys all think? Because the last time we recorded, we had seen almost one full day's worth of games, but now the play-ins are all done. So, Fenrir, what do you think of play-ins generally? I thought it was awesome. Um, I still hate the format. The game's quality does not cover the terrible format that we have to deal with every year, but. I was truly impressed with the uh, level of play that the minor regions bring brung to the uh, table, brought to the table. That's probably a better way to say that. I thought brung. Brung is the technical term, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just all around I was uh, really impressed with uh, the games. They were all entertaining. And uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, peak viewership was 1.2 million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's not counting Chinese viewers because they're on a different scale. Okay. That's really good then. Wow. Yeah, yeah it, it was a uh, Fnatic EG was 1.2 million. And then the average viewership okay. was 750,000. Damn. Yeah, I thought they did a really good like I, I agree with you. The pl- the quality of play was quite high I thought from the the minor regions. Um, I did miss some of the games. I, I don't think I caught like one game of Chiefs and one or two of the Wildcats. So I don't quite know if the, uh, they did that well the rest of the tournament. But I thought even, you know, the pe- teams that finished in fifth, so Mega Bank and Isaris all the way up, like all of them were competitive in almost all their games, except for if they faced DRX or if they got rolled by Fnatic or uh, a couple t- like a couple times a team got rolled by EG but there was um, the 20k yeah, was, gold league game by RNG <laughs> at yeah 21 minutes <laughs> yeah that one was that was a little bit of a stomp yeah but overall quality was good and I thought production quality was also quite good even though they were dealing with lots of delays and stuff so because sometimes when 
uh, tournaments happen, I'll throw, or when regular season stuff is happening, I'll have the official broadcast up for the video and mute it and then put up like LS's stream uh, in the background and just listen to the commentary that he brings. Because then you hear a little bit of it in the background and then you hear some good analysis. But I would thought that the official broadcast was good enough where I didn't want to put that on. Like they did a really good job, I will say. Yeah. John, what'd you think, man? It was good. I mean, I enjoyed watching uh, EGs popping off. That was fun to watch. Um, I mean, RNG was fun to watch. DRX was was playing well. Um, like Femra was saying, I mean, the minor regions were definitely uh, stepping it up this year, so that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, what was, uh, what was like your, your standout moment of plans mm-hmm. for you? Was it that, that 20 K gold then lead that you're talking about? Or was there a, a more like, whoa, shock value moment? I think the most shocking thing was DFM taking a game off RNG. Really? Okay. Yeah. Why I, is that? Uh, so I thought that that I was a surprise, I was surprised, but I wasn't blown away by that. The main reason I was blown away is RNG has never lost a game as a org to a minor region team. It was the first time they ever lost. And it wasn't like uh, DFM did like some cheese strat stuff. They like just beat them at every stage of the game. RNG had a slight lead early, but DFM just out-team-fighted. And for a minor region team to out-team fight a major region team, especially an LPL team, is just a huge step forward for minor regions. Absolutely. And even game two of that knockouts, because uh, that was a 3-1 series, but even game two, they took it right to him, and it was up to the wire that game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I was, I was, I know I wanted RNG to win Worlds, but I was a little bit rooting for DFM to take the series. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Yeah. My uh, standout moment was when uh, Timo was picked. I was like, wait, what the fuck? They actually locked in Teemo? I will say, um, because, oh, who was it? Was it the Wildcats top laner? No, it was Loud. I think. ADD. Loud. Oh, okay, Loud's top. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, it was against, uh, I think it was against Fnatic that they played, or maybe Beyond Gaming. I'm not sure, but um, he absolutely, he made Teemo look bad because he totally fucked himself in lane. Um it was so bad. Like, he, it was, you know, like, he got ganked level two, pushed up the wave really hard, and then it was just all downhill. Like, he kept misplaying. Like, and apparently, I, I talked to uh, Mentally Zill from our community and asked, like, what he thought. He said his shroom placement was god awful. Like, it was cringeworthy. And <laughs> I would say, then, sure, I'm, I'm not, I don't have 1.8 million on Teemo like he does. So I'll defer to his judgment on that. He was saying it was so bad overall. Like, the build setup was okay that he was trying to go, because there's the main two, there's the PTA or the Dark Harvest, and Zill prefers the Dark Harvest for sure, but PTA works, but he just played it wrong, like, at all at every single point. So, yeah. But that was, like, I was like, whoa, we've actually gotten to the point where people can play Teemo. Very cool. John, uh, what do you think? What was your uh, your mind-blowing moment? Um, I don't know. I guess kind of more like mind-blowing but kind of funny i guess too is like i don't know it just like i guess the idea that even like pros like make mistakes you know like whenever you're like watching the game and you have full vision you know it's easy to like be like oh how did someone not see that or whatever you know but like so like the what i'm talking about is i think it was uh eg versus loud and like they uh they gank top and eg it was an uh, impact on Mord. Just like double killed the jungler and uh, it was like Viego and the enemy top laner. Because they ganked when he had ult. I think he had just gotten six. And he just ulted them and then got a double kill. And they were like took tower shots. And then they just like took the game over. I remember that, yeah. Was I, I don't know. Did, he might have gotten six in the fight. I'm not sure. But uh, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and it was like, that's a. That's a no-brainer. Don't fight yeah. that, especially... Because Viego was level 4. Yeah. He, he hadn't recalled, even, I don't think. Yeah, he was sitting on a lot of gold. He was only level 4. Like, 
both of them, or at least one of them, had taken, like, a tower shot, so they were pretty low. Like, it was just not a good situation. Not a high percentage yeah. play. No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, did, uh, so then there were pickums for the, uh, for the actual, um, the, the knockouts of planes. How'd you guys do on those? I got a hundred percent. So I guess, I guess Oh, you got a hundred percent of them. Okay. Yeah. So you, wow. I, uh, I did not get a hundred percent. I got, uh, 50%. I picked well, so I didn't realize that there were pickums for the play-in knockouts. So I didn't pick for the 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 Monday games. So that it did the flip the coin thing for me, and I happened to get DFM correctly, and then it happened to give me Saigon Buffalo, who did not win. Um, but I did pick the second one, and I picked Mad to win because I hate EG, uh, and I picked RNG. Like ninety-five percent of people did, but yeah. I would have probably gotten 75. I would have picked Matt over I got Saigon. 75, yeah. It, and then where did you drop one, John? Uh, it was, yeah. D, or, let's see. Yeah, the Saigon Buffalo. Oh, you had them over Mad. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Why did you pick that? I don't know. I think that was just a flyer. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's for anyone that didn't pick it as well. It gave for if you got it right, it was minus one for late pick. So it just did the the coin flip, but it get me a minus one. So I actually got nine points. Uh, I actually have nine points right now, which is super weird. But yeah, okay, um, cool. So main stage, gentlemen, what uh, what are we? Th I guess we'll go group by group then, because this is where we're at for predicting groups. So. Um, Okay, I'll start with probably the least divisive group. Group D. John, what are you thinking for Group D? I got RNG, Gen.G, 100 Thieves, and then the, the Flying Away Shears. Fenrir, what does yours look like? Uh, I have the same thing. Okay, I have Gen.G, RNG, Oysters, and then the 100 Thieves. Okay, no faith. No faith. I, <laughs> no I mean, copium. I, I, I have no faith in NA. And this, we, this dude is NA Hadium. He has created his own Hadium. <laughs> infiltrator. You're an imposter. I actually might have a so hot I take think, for this group. I guess, yeah, maybe I do that. No, but, no. Uh, I'm just I think that. Oh, oh you, yeah. Ahead. I think this group's actually a little more open than we might be thinking it is. Because RNG didn't win their group and because they dropped a game to DFM, you're thinking? No. All four of these teams, I don't know how much of you guys have watched uh, the CTBC Flying Oysters, but... Um, Haven't any. All four of these any. teams play the slowest game in all four of their respective regions. They play the slowest style. They play the slow early game, build up mid game, and then try and push to end late game. Okay. And with it going to a top-centric so meta, kind of... I think Gen.G is a little bit weaker than they were before. I think RNG becomes a little bit stronger with uh, Ming being able to play roaming supports. And I don't know, I have a weird feeling about 100 Thieves. They had, a, in my opinion, a much harder group last year, and they went 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, who were they in a group with? It was, it was T1 Top Esports and... and T1, I think. I f was it top? I thought it was EDG as well it, last time. It might have been. Let me look it up real quick. Groups. Let me look. Uh, T1 was... Uh, T1, EDG, 100 Thieves, yeah. and DFM. Yeah. So And they yeah, took they a game off T1. On that. No, I thought T1 lost to EDG. They went 1-1 one one against EDG. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what happened. And I thought they, 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 I took, thought they uh, beat T1 at the end of the, the very end. They Well, they beat, uh, they beat DFM twice, and then I thought they beat EDG once and went 1-1 one one against EDG, and EDG went 1-1 one one against the Thieves and T1. 
They're, they don't really tell you, do they? Uh, let's see here. So T1 um, lost to EDG in their first... Yeah, that's what happened. And then 100 Thieves picked up uh, win against... They lost to T1 twice. EDG they beat once. DFM okay. twice. And they beat EDG once okay. Yeah, in a game that didn't matter at that point. But yeah. But do you think 100 Thieves is as good as they were last year? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm still not predicting them to get out of the group. I just think that out of all of the groups, a lot of people, including myself, I have a very good opinion that I think it might just be solved. RNG, Gen G get out. But at the same time, I don't know if I would be surprised if RNG or Gen G didn't get out of this group. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I haven't watched the Oysters, so I'll defer to your judgment there, but I will say usually the top PCS team can do some damage in Worlds, so if one of them dropped, I'd say it probably makes sense that the Oysters would get out. I would be floored if 100 Thieves gets out of this group. I would be absolutely floored because 100 Thieves cannot draft, and... Well, they have Reaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they just can't, and even when they draft, like they can't itemize from when, when I was watching shit in uh, not everyone, but like a lot of times you see like poor itemization choices. Like they are, um, LS raves about them being like the most sinniest team that he sees. Like they just, they, uh, it's, it's bad. Like they need, they're not taking the micro edges where they can and stuff. So I don't know. Like they, they do have some good players. Don't get me wrong, but, um, and the top lane meta moving the way it is, is better for someday. Uh, but overall, I still just don't, I don't know, man, I see them going, 06 here. Maybe they'll take a game off the Oysters and stuff, but I'd be, I would be so surprised if they get out of this group. That's yeah. all I'll say there. It's definitely... I'm not saying that they're going to be the ones to get out. I just wouldn't be surprised if RNG, Gen.G, one of the two, don't get out. And if of the two, I would probably say RNG would be... I, I just don't see Gen.G yeah, not getting out of this group. They're too... Agreed. I don't... They're too good, you yeah. know? I agree with you. Yeah, and like even though Doran is not a great top laner, he's still serviceable enough to be better than uh to be on a, like a good day be better than yeah. Uh, or at least compete with not get not get absolutely shafted by yeah. Breeze it's and gonna, be able to compete with the Oysters and yeah. and someday. He's just going to be that rock in the top that can just kind of absorb the pressure cuz I definitely yeah. think RNG, Hunter Thieves and Oyster are going to look to attack top lane on Genji. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on Group D, or should we move on? Alrighty, time to move on. So I'll go to then what I think is the second lowest uh, variance group, Group B, um, with JDG, uh, Damwon, EG, and G2. So, uh, John, what order do you have these four teams in? I put JDG, and then, I mean, this is... Uh... This might be wild, but it might be Copium too, but EG, and then Damwon, Kia, and then G2. Okay. G2 Fender, and the dumpster. What do you have? Well, so, uh, before I, I want to I hear what we all have, and then we can hear why you're, why you're allowing the rantings of a lunatic to get onto this podcast. But, Fenrir, go ahead. What would you have? Okay, first? I have JDG first, and then I have the team that is 6-0 against Evil Geniuses as second seed, G2, <laughs> and then Dom want third, and then EG. If I could put them at like 0-10 in this group, I would, but they don't get to play that many games. Okay. I have the same order as you, Fenrir. Um, so, John, tell us, why do you think Evil Geniuses is in second here? Or is this just like you're taking a flyer on them. You just really want to see it. I mean, I'm taking a flyer. Also, I just wanted to see uh, Fenrir's reaction. I just want to get him riled up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely worked. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I could... This one was... It. I think it's pretty clear, like, most everyone will have JDG in first. Two and three, I could see, depending on what you think of Damwon and G2, those are totally viable to flip. I think it's a much harder sell to say that EG is going to get out over Dom One or G Two. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. Although JDG could 
collapse completely like FPX did last year at Worlds. That could happen. I think it's less likely, but it could happen. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think more likely is Dom1 doesn't do well because they have the same top lane as FPX who collapsed last Worlds as well. Nuggery's on their team. Although it does, I would doubt if Nuggery starts all the games because they were flipping him in they were flipping him and uh Birdall a lot of the time. And Birdall's not that great either. Doesn't say. He's fine. But he's he's much better he's much more weak side and Nuggery is not a weak side player. But since the meta change, maybe this is better. I don't know. Doesn't uh, uh, G two struggle into uh, dumb one? Um, and in past metas, perhaps this is the weakest that Dom One has looked. I would say since they were since their team was in con- like concepted. I would say yeah. they okay. they will look worse now than uh, twenty nineteen when they made Worlds, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like they G two, I think are better, but even then, it's a bit of a battle because. Broken Blade's good, and he'll be able to win top lane generally, I think, in that matchup. Mid lane is a total toss-up, depending on drafts, because Showmaker is going to show up. Canyon probably will show up, and then uh, he's going to be better individually, but Yankos is more of a team jungler, so we'll see about that. And then bot lane, it totally depends on if Duckdom and Kellen decide to wake up or not. But probably bot lane is G2 favored, especially with their ability to draft a lot of unconventional shit. Mm-hmm. So, that's my thoughts there. Yep. Um, if, uh, yeah, I guess we, we talked about Group B. So, uh, shall we move on then? Let's do it. Which, uh, which one do we want to talk about? Group A or Group C then? Because these are the ones that have been giving me a little heartache. Let's do Group C first. I want to save the best for last. That. Yeah, let's do okay. that. <laughs> okay, Group C. So, Fenrir, what do you have for Group C right now? Because I'm sure we're all going to continue moving these teams around in A and C until the final... Uh, until it cuts us off. Okay, well, I have top esports, number one. Number two, it feels dirty, but I'm I'm going rogue. Okay. And then third, I have DRX, and then fourth, I have GAM. Okay. John, what do you have? I have top, I also put rogue second, and then DRX, and then GAM. Okay, so you guys are in agreement. Mm-hmm. I did, I, right now I have top, and then I have GAM, and then I have DRX, and then Rogue. So I guess I'm the one that has to defend my position here then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think we're all, we're all in agreement. Top should be the best team here. Um, they should be able to win this group. They should be the clear favorites here. Cool. Um, DRX, Rogue, and Gam is kind of toss-up-ish. I just went with I want Gam to win this group because... Uh, or get or want Gam to get out of this group because I don't think that um, DRX can stand. DRX is probably a kin- like equal to Rogue or so I'd say, um, and then they can. I don't think they're going to be able to beat Top at all. Uh, and then against Gam, I think DRX is could be a toss up if Gam decide to pull out some weirder, more aggressive shit. Um, if you can disrupt Juhan or Pioshik in the jungle, DRX can't do all that well. Plus, DRX was kind of being carried by Zeka in play-ins in a lot of those games. Um, and they also almost, they should have lost that game to Mad. So, um, I don't know, they're not as, I don't think they're as strong as people say, so that's why I think DRX is down. And then Rogue, I think, are, I don't know, I don't think that this is a good meta as it's changed for them. Um, I also, you know, Rogue haven't shown that they can get out of groups ever. So it's I don't think it's that crazy to say that I don't think they'll get out of groups again. So three and four being DRX Rogue, I could see it going either way. And I just want Gam to get out because I also, in my crystal balls, have, we all, like we all talked about this, that we all thought, okay, we're going to put Gam as the team from a minor region to get uh, go the furthest. So I was like, okay, this if I chose that in Crystal Balls, I have to actually do it here then, otherwise that pick is absolutely useless. So that's why I'm thinking that. And I could totally see Vietnam doing some crazy shit. Plus, we haven't seen Vietnam play... 
I mean, we saw a little bit in planes, but before that, Vietnam hasn't been at any international tournament in two years. So they have had their own meta in a way, I'm sure, developing. And maybe they can bring some of that craziness here. Because I, I just love also watching Vietnamese lol. It's so wild. It's all over the place. You think LPL fights a lot? VCS fights so much harder and so much more often. It's like two rugrats with a pool of noodles just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, the invades too are absolutely <laughs> insane. Like people just like in solo queue games in Vietnam, just like just go wild on invades. There's no yeah. rhyme or reason to what they're doing. They're just they're just doing it. Yeah. Oh no, you oh you hit that uh you hit that Scryer's Bloom. I was gonna hit that Scryer's Bloom. Five v five team fight. <laughs> That's like they We're don't. Even, down. They don't even need reasoning. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you killed a minion. Oh, no, nah, it's not allowed. Five v five team fight. Christ, it's that sort of shit. So, I don't know if this will actually live up to it, but I figure that's that's my reasoning for why I have game there. Have you guys watched any like champs Q stuff? Been watching some, yeah. A little bit, yeah. So the main reason I put Gigabyte Marines fourth is uh, Levi has been getting like trounced by. CB lol junglers. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the context of each game, right? Like, what were the was he in winning matchups and still losing, or um, you know, like how does that work? How was that happening? The games I watched, he was just like making really bad decisions around, like moving around the map, and just was like never there to cover any of his lanes. He was like, uh, one game he was playing Maokai and was like power farming. I don't know, it was, maybe he's just like thought the game was over at that point, but I don't know. It was a little sus. Yeah. So, no, I haven't seen that. So then, like I said, this is only my, my order right now. It might well change. <laughs> but I would like to see GAM get out just for Vietnam because they haven't been able to get to any of these international events in the last, like, what was it, like three years? Yeah, since COVID started, and yeah. even then, when even they they did send a team to MSI, but they sent their second best team yeah. because Gam had already agreed to go to the Southeast Asian Games. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Um. Probably okay. So this one, oh, Group A. All right, what do you guys got for Group A? Which is T1, uh, Fnatic, C9, and EDG. John, what do you have? Got. ADG, T1, Cloud9, then Fnatic. Fenrir? We got T1, Budget T1, Cloud9, a second. EDG3, Fnatic4. Okay, I have T1, EDG, Cloud9, Fnatic. But I've... I've had a... This one is... That represents everyone's feelings towards this. It's just like... What? What? Because EDG could quite easily collapse. T1, it depends on... How, we haven't seen them at all playing in this. Plus, they just changed their coach as well, like, a few weeks ago. Um, so, who knows about that? And then, I don't know, Fnatic are... They're all playing again, and they're healthy, but Hillisang did not look very good in those games he played compared to Rux, or they just didn't seem like they were on the same page. He didn't seem like he was practiced. Um, and C9, yeah, they might do well they might not but yeah um i don't know i don't believe in in c9 so i'm probably i'm actually i'm gonna move them down to fourth i just changed my pickums right now uh so okay why uh john you had uh or no sorry fenrir you had c9 getting out why did you have them getting out um for one i think uh fudge is better than i don't even remember who edg's top laner is at the moment Sure, let me look. Is it uh, Flandre? Is he still top? I think they have the same roster. Uh, yeah, they have Flandre. Yep, it's Flandre. Yeah, and then their jungler, I think Blabber's better than their jungler. You think Blabber's better than JJ? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then okay. I do think that Scout's obviously way better than Jensen, but... Sure. I think we're about to go to a meta where these mid laners are going to be able to get away with playing like uh, Lulu, Karma, these Enchantresses mid laners, and just enable Blabber to play Olaf and some of these carry champions. Sure. And then Berserker, I think. 
I can't really say that he's better than Viper because Viper yes. is probably the best player at the tournament. But consistency wise, I think the bot lane is better for Cloud9 because I, I don't know. Mako hasn't looked very good, but he also has been on like Enchantress duty, and he's not very good at Enchantresses. But EDG is yeah. my LPL team that I see bombing out of groups because there's always one. Yeah. Um, so here's my thoughts on that. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I would say like top lane. I can see where you're coming from. I haven't watched that much EDG, but I could. I'll I'll defer to your expertise. And Fudge is very good. Um, I don't know if I'd say Blaver is better than JJ. Probably equal is my guess. Although uh, I'm I'd be willing to bet that Blaver has a much wider champion pool. Um, Scout agreed with you. Much better than Jensen. And I think Mako much better than Zven, because Zven has played, like, he's been fine in support, but he's had to play Lulu, Yumi, Renata a couple of games. It's basically been, you know, Nami, just straight enchanters. I don't know if he's going to be able to, because he's only been playing support for one split. Do you really think he's going to be able to keep up with, um, like, in the holistically in this group, keep up with Hillisang, Mako, and Karia uh, for more engagey stuff. I don't I don't know if I have that much confidence in. Okay, I mean, like, people can play Nautilus, that's fine. Can you play Thresh? Can you play Rel? Can you but also can you play a Mumu and learn you know, hold, be able to like read when to go in and when not cuz like the mechanics, yeah, he could pick up those mechanics. They're not all that hard for these engagey supports, but um I don't know. I don't know if I could trust him being able to flip that cuz he's only learned to play support one way in pros so far. That's my thought on why I don't believe in Cloud9. Yeah, I actually think that Zven is going to be a better engaged support player than he was an Enchantress player. Because uh, the thing about being an Enchanter player is you really need to like position around your AD carry and make sure that you're always within like uh, enough reach to use your abilities on the AD carry. The thing about engaged supports is he knows probably better than any support where an AD carry should not be. And so I think his engages onto AD carries specifically could be much better than your typical support. Do you think he's going to be able to pick up the roaming side of it, though? I think so. I, I have a lot of faith in Cloud9. I, I, it's not even like a Hopium thing. I truly believe that they're going to be the second best team in this group. Okay. Well... That would be interesting to see for sure. Because it's always Cloud9. Um, I mean, they're, they are the ones that always make it out, even when you don't believe they're going to make it. Yeah. I could totally see them being better than Fnatic, though, because like, we already talked about their roster issues and stuff like that, and Wonder hasn't looked all that great this tournament. Um, Humanoid's been on another level. He's been carrying his team just like Zekka, mm -hmm. but um, Razork has looked shaky at times, and I'd say he might be the weakest jungler in this group or probably is actually the weakest jungler in this group as well, so I could totally see Fnatic not doing very well here. Enough to change yeah. your mind, though. Uh, yeah, I might have to... Switch it back. Change my mind, and I might have to. Like I said, like I'm going to be changing these so many times before the end. Originally, I had Cloud9 at 2, and then I was like, wait, no. They're an NA. No, I can't do that. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, and so we're all in agreement that T1 is going to get out, though, whether yeah. that be, in, and we all have them in first place. Okay, so why yeah. do, I, I mean, I have my own personal reasons because I'm a T1 fan and I've watched every one of their games, but why do you guys think that T1's going to get out? John, why do you think? I mean, I, that's just my gut. It just feels right. I think that they're going to, I think they'll play well. I think that, um, I mean, I think that they, if they come out and play well, I mean, I I think they can beat all of those teams. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, uh, um, Cloud9 and uh, second with, like, second and third, I don't know. That'll, that'll be interesting, like, EDG and uh, Cloud9. Like, like you're saying, I mean, I think JJ and Blabber, like, I don't know. I, Blabber's been playing well, but I think it'll depend... Because, like you were saying, Blabber can play a lot more stuff, most likely. But, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, especially bot lane, too. Like, it's going to be insanely high-quality bot lane from both teams. So, I think that'll be really fun to watch. 
Yeah. Yep. I so uh, or Fenrir, why do you think T one's getting out? For one, I think Zayus is going to prove that he's the best top laner in the world. Better than three six nine. Yeah, I think he's gonna. He was not on form like he usually is this last uh, split, and a lot of that had to do with they just kind of put him on side lane duty. They're like, here, just play Orn. Uh, mechanically, I think he even showed it. I know they kind of got gapped by RNG, but he was playing against Jahu at the time. I think Jahu's a little bit of a better top laner. And then... Uh, gotcha. But... Um, Gumiushi and Karia. I think is going to get back to his uh, engaged supports roaming style that he's one of the best supports in the world at. And then, I mean, when you got Faker on your team, it's hard to say that you're not going to be one of the best teams. And then uh, Bengi coming in as the head coach, I think, is going to curve a lot of owners, like uh, terrible jungle pathing yeah. that he had in the summer split. Sure. And I also think sense. having uh, jungler coaches is like one of the better ways to have a head coach. Agreed. It's just like we, I talked about this a few podcasts ago. That's just the same, or maybe this wasn't on a podcast, but it's the same as in uh, in baseball having a catcher being manager, which is pretty often. We talked about it. In, in football, it's a, what a linebacker or a quarterback or something. And then in hockey, it would be the person who makes the calls in hockey. I don't know what position it is. Point guard for basketball, so on and so forth. Center back or goalie for or center mid for um, for soccer. So it's it, it make, totally makes sense. They're the shot callers. Yeah, they would make the best uh, coaches of any former players. Um, so other than that, which I totally agree that I think Benki's set up to do well, and I think that he will do pretty well. Um, plus, it'll help to be able to say, like, hey, I have these, this is what you need, this is how you manage your emotions and everything, trying to coach them through more of, because you, you have Faker and Bengi, like, there's, <laughs> you'd be able to coach through Zeus and uh, Calm, Carrion, uh, and Guma if they get a bit rowdy or owner as well, if their emotions are getting the best of them. You have such experience there to, to be able to say, like, hey, take a breath. Um, I picture like them being, I don't know if you guys will get this, but in 2016 World Series in like Game 7, uh, David Ross who uh, and Anthony Rizzo that moment when there was a rain delay in the ninth inning and uh, Anthony Rizzo's on, uh, they got him on um, mic saying like, well, my heart's beating really fast. Like I, David Ross is like, hey, kid, just like calm down, just breathe. This is going to be intense, yes, but we're going to get through it. And they ended up winning the the game there in the ninth inning but it was super dramatic but that was the leadership there so that's kind of what i see um but also yeah i think uh i do think that zayas is one of the best top laners i don't know if i'd say he's the best i haven't watched enough lpl to say but i think he's definitely the best in lck and he's better than any western top laner um he's absolutely cracked and the, the meta is very good for Faker's supportive play of Galio, of Set, of Karma, if he chooses to do it, of Orianna, Lissandra. He was picking that stuff when it was more carry mid laners anyways. Um, and then uh, I'd also say that Guma's best champ is probably Aphelios, I would say. So now that Aphelios is being played more, he's still not you know top prio, but... He looks. He looked very good on Felios, and then when MF was in, he'd play that a couple times, and he looked good on that too. And I think then that fits him more. And for Caria, exactly as well. I think roaming with Caria, he's got such good macro. Plus, there's been chatter that I've seen on Twitter coming out of uh, Champions Q and scrims that some of the the LPL and the or basically like a lot of people are saying like who's the best standout in bot lane? It's um, it's watch out for Caria. He's absolutely shitting on people. Uh, so there, there's actually a really sweet clip that I'd encourage all of you to look up of, I think it's on Kobe's Twitch, of a, a game where Bwipa was on Galio in mid and Caria was playing Thresh, and they got like, they killed like four of them across the map in three different, uh, three different spots in like a continuous play, just through like insane. Um, insanely well communication and some crazy hook mechanics and stuff like that it was wild to watch um if you haven't have you guys seen that clip that i'm talking about yeah i've seen it yeah fucking nasty it was so cool 
Uh, are you as good at uh, predicting those hooks there, Fenrir? Um, better. <laughs> better, okay. <laughs> yeah. 1v1 me, carry you. Thresh on Thresh. It'll be easy, Karia. I've beaten him uh, on other stuff. I would 1v1 you in th with Thresh. I'd probably lose, but I'd be down for it. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, We'll have to see for sure. We'll, we'll report back if it happens. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I got a weird feeling, man. It just, the way the meta's shaking up, I don't know. T1's been quiet. Like, they just seem like that sleeping giant that you just don't want to wake up and I would love so. to see T1 win Worlds. As much as I want RNG to win it, you know, but I think Faker getting one more, maybe he can finally call it quits. I doubt he wants to, you know, but who knows? It doesn't yeah, even really seem up. like he's chasing anything, you know. He just He's just playing. Yeah, he could hang up the proverbial mouse cord or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I feel like that's him, uh, though. He's so, like, collected and calm most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. I mean, I remember when they got knocked out of, uh, was it, uh, well, they got knocked out of Worlds in 2019 by G2. I remember seeing, like, his hands were, like, shaking and stuff. Or, but When they lost to Samsung uh, in the, was it yeah. Samsung in quarters? And they, they're, like, crying. You think in 2017, that was Worlds. That was the Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, was it Finals? Yeah, I couldn't remember if that it was, was Finals that or was not. That was Finals, yeah. Because that was for the three-peat, I think. Yeah, because they won 15, and they beat Samsung in 16, yeah. and lost to him 3-0 in 17. That yeah. was the the whole Malzahar and Sejuani yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep, back when Crown was good. So Then he came to NA. Um, <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. Um, I mean, we can't really see that much of Crystal Ball at all, uh, although I know a couple of my Crystal Ball picks are shot. Because I had Azir having a high win rate, but Azir's been losing a lot when he's being picked. So, that hasn't worked. And it also looks like Maokai is probably going to be the one picked to the most different roles. He's almost definitely, I would think, going to get picked with Senna. And be in, uh, be in ADC. So. Um... Anything else that we want to talk about with Worlds? Am I missing anything? Oh, oh, I, for, I guess actually I have something for afterwards, but anything else that we want to talk about at all for groups and shit? I don't have anything else. Yeah. We've uh, tied well, the most pentakills ever at a Worlds already, just in play-ins. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are we at? It's two. There's never been more than two. Wow. Really? Hmm. That's what uh, they were talking about on the desk. So I trust oh. I trust the desk with their information. Well, then my uh, my thing my crystal ball is probably going to be good. I have three plus for pentacles. Yeah, that's what yeah, I have as well. There's been very few Baron steals. I will say I thought there would have been more. There has been like two. I thought, or maybe even one that I saw. Not been very many. I could not believe the inspired Baron steal. That was nuts that with was the Maokai so, W. That was yeah, so I crazy. About that. He had no vision on the Baron, and he didn't see it until he got with his W. So he literally, in the moment that he was traveling with his W, in the time that he flashes and smites, that's how much time he had to process whether he could steal that or not. And he smouted it at 11.50 or yeah. something, and someone else, like, both of them smouted it right then. Yeah. See, it was, like, pixels. Ooh, that was nuts. Did you see the player cams for Mad Lions? No, I didn't see it. Were they all just like, what the fuck just happened? You should have seen Elioya. His like eyes rolled into the back of his head, and his hands just... He just let go of the keyboard and mouse. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, something that I saw when I was just looking around the Lolly Sports website before we started the podcast is that... Um, if you aren't planning on going to World's Finals, which is the majority of everyone who's going to be watching it, uh, in the U.S. and Canada and potentially other places, the um, league is partnering with a bunch of theaters to st live stream the, the World's Finals. And um, you can find it on the actual LOL Esports 
uh, website. It's a, one of the first articles that you see, and you can go and look and then go to this website. It's called lolintheaters.com. Enter your zip code or your city or whatever, and then enter you know a mile radius, 10 miles, 15, 15 miles, 25, 50, 100, and see any theaters in your area that are participating. And then you can go and watch it live. And I know um, we were looking beforehand, or I looked beforehand, Fenrir did too. I have a couple that are in my area. So there's there's a bunch of them in the Twin Cities area. Um, yeah, in like Minneapolis, St. Paul. That's I'll, I'm going to try and go to one of them. Um, if any listeners are out there in the uh, in that area, feel free to Discord message me and we'll see if we could meet up and go together. I'm fine to just show up alone though, but that, cause that's going to be my plan. I don't have any friends in the area that really care about leagues so probably just show up and um, do my normal thing at movie theaters smuggle in some taco bell in my underwear and then <laughs> chill for a few hours <laughs> yeah should be sweet but yeah i would say everyone go check that out and it'll have the it'll still have the the live performance of lil nas x doing his star walking song um it'll be in the afternoon as well uh even like all across the country, actually. So, I mean, it depends on your time zone, but it'll be in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, it should be sweet. So I would say everyone go check that out if you're interested in it. Although I totally understand if you're not. Other than that, I don't think there's anything major to talk about with um, anything else other than games start tomorrow, uh, Friday. And I will, I'm going up camping tomorrow, so I won't be able to catch anything until Sunday. And then I'm going to have to just basically spend the rest of Sunday evening just watching highlights from some of the games and watching full games of the games that I want but yeah um, it should be uh, should be a pretty good group stage this is some of the pr- most prone for upsets because there's a lot of clear favorites as we were as we went through that's what I'm thinking I'm excited for this groups yeah um, also I guess you know we're only at like 55 minutes or so we could wrap it up but uh, we were talking a little bit before the pod started about the newest patch drop, patch 12.19. We didn't, we chose not to do a rundown because it's very off meta and like two nerfs, and that was about it. A couple changes, but it was really wasn't all that big. But they increased some, they made some up new, they increased some things that like you know on hit blitzcrank could be a thing now. Uh, and um, John, you were saying one of your friends was playing it, There's, and also you were saying you were abusing Echo because uh, Echo got buffs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some like yeah, they don't seem. Like, yeah, just some like funky stuff too. Like, uh, what was it? They like buffed AP Twitch a little bit. They did the the Syndra mid scope changes and all that. Um, yeah, and she looks super strong. Yeah, yeah. Then the uh, they like changed Eclipse a little bit to make it more for like uh, like fighter champions, I guess. So I I thought they were making it less for fighters was their goal. Or I mean I don't know, let's see. They increased the AD and decreased the lethality. Looking into reshaping this item to better fit the stats fighters would like moving forward oh. while keeping it as a viable purchase for assassins. So I guess they're just trying oh, to like mind. Yeah, I guess make it more playable for both. Make it better for Aatrox then. Yeah, Jesus. that's that's scary. Graves. I mean, it probably yeah, that makes sense too. I mean, I don't know how much, how that changes for him, but I know I was looking around on the Kiana subreddit earlier today, Kiana means, and it was uh, basically everyone hates this change because it takes away a lot of her ability to take that. So now Kiana's taking Prowler's Claw almost all the time, um, in mid lane and maybe in the jungle, but mid lane for sure. Yeah, and then yeah, they did. They did stuff like buff Sona. They uh, her damage. Um, they in, they gave Tom Kench some AP ratio increases. They did a, some changes to Shivana. They buffed Rise. They yeah, he needed uh, that. They buffed AP Rakan. Baby Jinx buff. Uh, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, not all that much for Jinx. That's pretty minor. No, that's it's still nice. AP, AP Malphite buff Nasus. This is more. I think just his support Nasus is even be- like so much better now too. Malphite, it's disgusting. Malphite AP crit scaling increased. Yeah, 
Fizz, that's just a normal buff for Fizz, because Fizz needs help anyways. Yeah, the Blitzcrank shit for on-hit, there's a lot there. Yeah. Go check it out. Cinder has a lot of shit as well. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. Spirit Blossoms coming out. It's it it's cool. Like all this is good. I think it's pretty cool. And then there's the also there'll be not the well, on the fifteenth and sixteenth. Then there's the longer clash as well. The four games as opposed to three games, which I'm planning on playing both games that weekend. So maybe we can get podcaster crew to practice a little bit beforehand and actually win a tournament this time. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we want to talk about, gentlemen? Yeah, just with know. the patch, there's like the, there's only two things that really jump out to me. The Shyvana change just tells me that they have absolutely no idea what to do with Shyvana, <laughs> and they're so far away with their rework that they have intended with her that they're just changing her to an AP Burst Mage at this point until they can figure something out. Until the community votes for her to have the next midscope update yeah. or whatever. Next well, they teased they teased her rework in February. Oh, are they working on one? Yeah, she won the vote last year. Did she? Okay. Yeah, at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Because it was like her Garner. And Shivana not, didn't Nocturne. win. Riot teases she may receive a rework. Oh okay. Because so. the most recent one, I thought Scarner won the vote. I thought so too. I don't remember. Yeah. But she's just a mess. Shivana needs one though. Yeah, she's she just does. a mess. She, I mean, she's she's good at the bruiser build. Like she can be played well and can be played strong. She's a good, good champion. But like, what? It's so. Her, she's all over the place. Yeah. They need to just pick a direction for her or completely rework her. And I'd say rework that shit because she doesn't feel like a dragon at all. Yeah. I uh, yeah I agree with that. It's like very unclear like what her identity is kind of. Currently, yeah. And then the uh, the other thing is, so Eclipse is like supposed to be this sustain lethality assassin item, right? So you get a shield, so you don't get blown up. And they're wanting to, they say they're wanting to push it back to assassins. Yet they nerf the lethality and buff the bonus AD, which is what bruisers want is bonus AD. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just like they have no idea what they're trying to do. <laughs> no, they don't. It's just they're just holding on, to, or they're doing mini stuff before the season, uh, before preseason goes live. Preseason looks raw as hell on the PVE. There's already stuff about like infinite health Cho'Gath and stuff. It's wild. So cool. Well, we can wrap it up then, I guess, guys, and. Uh, keep it shorter in line with all these worlds podcasts that have been going on so um yeah this has been episode number 784 uh please join us on community nights on tuesdays at 7 15 eastern time um there's not it doesn't look like there's going to be any world stuff going on on tuesdays to interrupt that schedule so we would welcome anyone coming and uh joining us for those um Please check out our Patreon if you're interested in a variety of different rewards on there. We also... Um, oh, God, I'm blanking right now. Uh, oh, if you are interested in uh, asking questions or giving us feedback at all, we have our feedback thread in the Discord, which you can put drop stuff in there. Uh, the link to the Discord can be found on our website. Or you can email us at question, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com, and I keep up with those regularly. So, yeah. Um, other than that, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to make your pickums because they're going to lock out uh, tomorrow afternoon. I don't know exactly what time. I guess I could look at it and see. There's 19 hours from right now, and I'm looking essentially 20 hours from now. So you're looking at right when games start at 4 p.m. Central time I'm in. So 5 p.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow on Friday, the 7th of October. It's going to lock for group stages, so make sure you to get your shit in before then. Um, and if you're listening to this and it's after October 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern, then oops. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, thanks for tuning in and uh, listening as always. We appreciate you and have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. 
you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provide. provided.